Hey, this is Sandy Shepherd, and welcome back to the companion podcast for my book, Empowerment, A Guide to Unleashing Your Inner Bond Girl. I had some comments on the last podcast. One of the big things that folks noted was that I hadn't given out either my email or my phone number, so I'd like to rectify that now. The phone number to reach me is 206-350-3537, and my email is double O Sandy, that's D-O-U-B-L-E-O-H. S-A-N-D-Y at yahoo.com. As I mentioned in the last podcast, in this podcast, we're going to start you on your way to getting your Bond Girl attitude by changing some of your surroundings and cleaning out your house, your office, your car. By changing your physical surroundings, you will change your behavior. And by changing your behavior, you can change the way you feel. By changing the way you feel, you can actually change everything. Sometimes it's just a matter of getting started with one small step. With my coaching clients and in my book, that step is quite a physical one. It's not just being committed to get out in front of your life in your mind, but it's also being committed to digging out from under your life by changing your surroundings. So that's what we're going to do in this show. One of the main attributes of a Bond girl is that she chooses her own life. She is positive and attractive to others because she chose her life because it makes her happy, not because it makes her mother happy or her husband happy or anyone else happy. Though, of course, you want to nurture those who mean something to you. You want to look and pick very carefully as to what you surround yourself with, both people-wise and physical thing-wise. If you were to close your eyes right now as you're listening to this podcast and think about your office or your car or your home, do you feel that everything that you have that's surrounding you is something that makes you feel wonderful? Or do you have things in your life that are just dust catchers? We're going to discuss some tips that are gone into more in detail in my book about getting those out of your life and filling your life with things that really bring you joy and positive energy in the present. So how do we start? The essence of being a Bond girl is to be 100% surrounded by things that you adore because you're not gathering dust. Nothing in your life is going to gather dust either. When you're tired of something or something just doesn't warm your heart anymore when you look at it, you want to let it go to its next best use. What that means is that everything that's in your life has a best use. If your cup is totally full of beer, how are you going to pour champagne in there? You need to get rid of the beer, which is going to be all about getting rid of the clutter in your life, and then you have to concentrate on filling your cup with champagne. Or you could pour your beer into somebody else's glass, which was filled with water before. And that's part of that next best use idea. So here we go. This is covered in more detail in my book, but I want to give you some of the ideas where you can get started right here. Your goal after listening to this podcast is to go through every single drawer, cabinet, nook, and cranny of your house, office, and car this week. It's important that you touch every single thing that you own and make sure that you love every single bit of it. That's your goal. Yeah, I know. That's a tough goal, huh? But you really, really do need to do this. This is the beginning of bringing your authentic Bond girl out. For me, what really makes it easier is to put some great tunes on my iPod and to just do that decluttering with music playing. For some reason, that seems to disengage the part of my brain that looks at something I've never worn or looks at something that was given to me by someone that I don't really like, but I'm afraid that they might find out I got rid of it. All those little thoughts that my inner gremlin whispers in my ear, they all dull down when I've got tunes playing. Now, if you have kids, have them help you out and make it fun. The goal here to remember is to touch every single thing 
in your house, your office, and your car. If you haven't used or loved it within the last season, don't think about it. Just get it out of that drawer or that nook or that cranny or wherever it's hiding. Every single thing. If you're working with kids, this is actually a great way to remind them that their wealth is inside of themselves. It doesn't live in what they have in their closets. I'll tell you a story. A friend's son has a school that sponsors a consignment day, and every kid brings their old toys, books, clothes, whatever, and each item is tagged with the child's name. At the end of the day, all the kids get to go around and purchase what they like from all the other kids, and then They get the money from their own stuff that is sold and anything that hasn't sold goes to a charity that the kids have learned about in school and have picked out to receive their gifts. Now, my friend said that this has been the biggest lesson for her two kids and for her as well because they love getting the money and they often give away items that she bought for them that they've actually never used. This is how it's been learning for her, that's for sure. Now, we know that materialism is all over TV, movies, magazines, but by teaching your kids and also instilling in yourself that wealth is inside of you, then maybe your house will be a little less cluttered, your bank account will be a little less strapped, and you're going to be surrounded by things that you love. So where to start? I do my decluttering about once every quarter. And the first thing that I do is I go through my kitchen and I find food and canned goods and spices and all sorts of items, teas that I have not used since the last quarter. Now, if these are unopened, there's lots of charities out there that would love to get that food. I'm sure that in your town or close by you, there's a food bank There might be a church. I happen to give mine to a Baptist church that's near me and our grocery store also around Thanksgiving and Christmas usually has barrels for food to be put into them. And this is the sort of thing that you want to start with. I find it easier to go through and realize, gee, I probably shouldn't have bought those four cans of tomato sauce because I haven't used them all. And it's really important also to realize that you don't want to put stuff that's that old in your body anyway. Now sure, some of us, especially here in California, have an earthquake preparedness kit, but you want to go through that too. You really don't want any of the food that you're putting into your body to be more than three months old. That's a little bit scary. You do want to clean out your freezer as well. Now some of that food, you probably wouldn't be able to get to a church quick enough. Now if you can, great, but if you can't, you really do need to get everything out of everywhere. Clean the inside of that freezer, clean your cabinets, clean the inside of your refrigerator. And then when you do replace things, you want to make sure you buy them in much smaller quantities. A perfect example of that is herbs and spices. A lot of us have those bottles that we might have had for the last 10 years lurking in the back of our cabinets. Well, you know, The essential oils in teas, spices, herbs, they're gone after a certain period of time. So you just don't want to be stocking up on things like that. You want to get rid of all that stuff. Just try not to think about this as things that you've purchased and wasted the money on. Instead, just think of this as learning. If you're going to be replacing things like herbs and spices, you might want to consider going to some bulk bins perhaps at your local store. And then you want to also consider storing them in your freezer. This also goes for sugar and for flour. I can't tell you how many times I have bought the giant bag of flour for one bag of cookies and then said to myself three months later, what am I doing with this flour here? All of these items have a half-life and you shouldn't be baking with them after a certain amount of time. So again, I start in my kitchen. I think it's really important that you start somewhere and if you want to start like me, go through your kitchen. Now the next thing that you want to do is go through all your plates and cups and pots and pans. Look at all of them. Do they have chips? Are there scratches at the bottom of your pan? Maybe Teflon pans that the Teflon's coming off on? 
you want to consider getting rid of all of these. You should be treating yourself with the utmost respect and we don't need 20 or 30 coffee cups that are all mismatched and have chips on them. We might need four or five that are in good shape and that show us that we are worth eating out of those things. Now, I'm not telling you to go out and buy yourself a whole bunch of new pots and pans and coffee cups and plates and dishes. No, what I want to make sure is that you're using the best of what you have and what is not the best, I want you to consider taking to a charity. Again, don't forget to take these to charity and get a receipt for them. The other thing you'll want to do, which we'll talk a little bit more when we're dealing with clothing, is to take a photograph of the things that you're giving away so you can attach that to the receipt and have it when your taxes roll around. You will be letting these things go to their next best use. There is someone out there who really is going to be able to use what you are giving up. Now, while still in that kitchen, how about things like, oh, kitchen towels? Do you have a drawer that's stuffed full of kitchen towels? Do you have a linen closet, for example, that's stuffed full of sheets and towels? Well, it's time to go through them all. Going through your drawers and cabinets really does mean all of them. Do you need all those towels and linens? I'll tell you something. I don't believe that you do. What about magnets on the fridge? What about gadgets? If your ideal James was to walk in right now and open a drawer, would you cringe? Is everything that you've got stuffed in your junk drawer or behind in your linen cabinet necessary? Is any of it soiled? Is any of it just ugly? Well, it is time to get rid of it. If you can't quite get rid of all the gadgets and spatulas and stuff out of your drawers, at least get them into a basket somewhere and then as you use them, put them back in the drawer. If you don't have room for that, then you're going to have at least one drawer that's going to be empty in that kitchen when you finish this and then consolidate the stuff that you're not sure that you use or not into that drawer. And if at the end of three months you haven't used it, it's got to go. One of my big suggestions for towels, linens, and things like that is that your local animal shelter or humane society is usually desperate for these sorts of items, and they're the perfect place to take these. You want to think locally and specifically for a lot of the things that you're going to be giving. For example, I find it to be a lot more rewarding to bring those towels to my local veterinarian who's looking for ways to help make the pets there more comfortable than just taking a whole bunch of towels to Goodwill or Salvation Army and you just never know what's going to happen to them. Things that are soiled or ugly might have a use that you're not thinking about, such as these towels and linens being used for animals instead of for people. And this can avoid them going into a rag bag at a goodwill. Think along these lines. Try to think specifically. Do you have a church or a local food bank that might cook food for others? Well, maybe that's the place to take those spatulas that you have and certainly the place to take some of that food that you have. If you take it to a larger place like a Goodwill or Salvation Army, they usually are recipients for tons of that sort of stuff and they just don't have a use for it all. You might even have a hospice in your community or you might have apartments or housing for special needs people. All of these are potential places to donate these things that you want to get out of your life so that they can go and make other people's lives better. Don't forget, take a picture, find out what the charity is that you're going to be donating it to, and then you can take this off on your taxes as well. Once I finish in the kitchen, usually I move on into the bathrooms because they're small and they're fairly easy to clean. If you have 
a couple of bathrooms in your house, a guest bathroom and then your own bathroom, you might actually not want to start in your own bathroom because don't forget, you're going to have to go through every single bit of the cosmetics that you have there, all your shampoos and moisturizers and conditioners and every single thing that lives under that bathroom sink. Oh, you didn't think I was going to say that, did you? Yep, you're going to have to touch it all. So wherever you go next, just make sure that you touch everything and make a conscious decision to keep every single item because it has energy for you or it has an immediate use for you. If you have mementos and knickknacks that don't either have a use or give you an energetic feeling, then I want you to put them on the floor for right now. You don't have to get rid of them right now, but you do have to have them out of your current living space. Often my coaching clients get to one of these energy poor items and stall out and just quit. They just don't feel like they can get going. Some rooms, drawers, and closets have a lot more of these items in them than other ones do. So you want to schedule time in your day book, write down specifically what you're going to do, and then you have to do it. Don't put it off. This is a promise to yourself. If you're starting with a room, you also want to clean everything that's left in it, the baseboards, the ceilings, behind and other items. Again, allow enough time so that you're not rushed. And if you're like me, put on some tunes. Now, as you listen to this, are you saying to yourself, "Mm, I'll try? Coaching clients of mine say that they'll try something. They're not really committed to it. Remember what Yoda said in the Star Wars series, do or do not, there is no try. If you say that you're going to do it, you will do it. You are signing a contract with yourself, who is the most important person in your life, and you will do that thing. So the most important thing here is to get a schedule together. And if your house is small enough or you're not that much of a clutterbug, maybe you can do it all today. If you're a little bit more of a clutterbug or you have a bigger house, then at least you need to get it done within the week. Be committed to the process and to the end result because I know that you're worth it and it's going to feel so amazing when your entire physical surroundings are clean, neat, and you're only surrounded by things with an immediate use or that you just love. A lot of us actually get into what I call grandma's house syndrome as we get older. I bet you know what I'm talking about. In my mind, a grandma's house has old medals and trophies and photos and pictures of all sorts of stuff everywhere. And all of these things wind up subtly reminding you that your glory days are in the past. For example, if you have a trophy up on your mantle or a ribbon for something and you haven't done that thing for the last three years, then why do you still have it up there? I am here to tell you that your glory days are now. And so if you want to keep these things, what I generally recommend to my clients is that they make a scrapbook out of these old photos or medals, things like that that's up on their mantles and walls. And then they have the ability to pull that scrapbook out if they want to look at those things. You know what? They do not pull those things out that much. You might take a little clip of fabric from a dress that you really love. You might take a picture of yourself in that dress if it still fits you, but it's wildly out of style. You can take little mementos and put them into scrapbooks or into something that is really going to be something you treasure now. Otherwise, you're just telling yourself that your glory days are in the past and I'm here to tell you that they are in your now.
As you're going through your house and you're trying to decide whether you're going to put something back up on a shelf or you're going to put it on the floor to deal with somehow in some other fashion, this is the example that I give to my clients. Let's pretend that you're given the opportunity to move to Buenos Aires or Rio or Paris or Miami into a fully furnished apartment for a year. You only need to bring the essentials with you and then you're going to pack up what you want to return to when you get back home after this year that you're in this fancy apartment. What essentials are you actually going to bring with you? These are the things that are necessary in your life and you know what those things are. The rest of your stuff is either going to be thrown away or given to charity or go into storage. Storage is expensive. So you have to divide up your things on your mind. First, pack up the stuff that you can't live without. And remember, you have a fully furnished house down there. Now, pack up everything that you're going to put into storage because you won't need it for that time, but you can't live without it when you get back. Then the rest, you're going to give to charity or to the garbage man. Now imagine you're in your apartment living the high life in Paris or Rio or Argentina or Miami, and you get notification that the storage unit that you stored your things in was hit by a hurricane and only half of your stuff survived. What do you really hope made it? You need to go through your house this way. What is the stuff that would be necessary for you to take with you? What's the stuff you're going to give to charity or throw away? In between, you have the things that you were going to store, but of those things, once you found out about this mythical hurricane, there were some things that it was kind of okay if the hurricane took it when it smashed the storage unit. You don't really want to get rid of it, but in the end, it's okay, and it's not really irreplaceable. This might include books you loved and wanted to reread someday, DVDs, your furniture, old toys, pots and pans, kids' report cards, things along those lines. Now, the stuff that's irreplaceable that you hope the hurricane left in the storage unit, but you didn't bring with you because it's not necessary, might be things like scrapbooks, a favorite sculpture, a particularly favorite drawing that your child did, things along those lines. The stuff that you brought with you would include toys your kids really love and play with every day, a pair of your comfy shoes, a pair of your dressy shoes, your grandma's antique brooch, certain recipes you use all the time. Those are the necessary things. You need to get rid of everything but the irreplaceable things and the necessary and loved things. I do know it's painful, but anything that you might consider putting in storage but would be okay if it got taken by the hurricane and everything that you were considering giving to charity or throwing away, that's all got to go. And when you are giving away this stuff, you definitely want to consider how many of these things were things that you bought on credit cards and maybe haven't even paid for yet because you still have balances on your credit cards. That's always a bit of a harsh reality too. Sometimes I think we hold on to things just because we know we haven't used them even though we also know that it was a silly purchase to have made or maybe an impulse buy. Bond girls do not make impulse buys, so no more of that for you. Now I have a lot more tricks outlined in my book. The first chapter is just about decluttering your life, but let's move on now to your clothes and your makeup. I always like to start in the dreaded panty drawer. When you look at your panties and bras, do your undies match? Do you have granny panties or period panties? Yes, I really did say that. Get them out of your drawer right now. If you have bras and panties that don't match, for example, the elastic went on the underwear and the bra's still good, then either buy another pair of underwear that matches them or you're going to have to get rid of the bra too. Where I live, we have some great charities that help homeless women get back on their feet. And yes, 
they do look for bras, for example, for these women. So I want you to be ruthless and I need you to go through that lingerie drawer wherever you keep your hose, your pantyhose. Every single bit of what's in there needs to be matched up and needs to work for you and not be stained. Say no more. If you need period panties, you know who you are, then you need to buy a bunch of sexy black panties and wear them during your time because they won't show the stain so much. I know, I know. Bras and panties cost a ton of dough. But think about it. Even if you buy Victoria's Secret panties instead of Mervyn's or Ross or Cole's or Marshall's panties and bras, think of how many times you wore that bra or those panties. I'll tell you, just get over the cost of good bras and panties because you are going to feel great and you also are going to know that underneath whatever you're wearing, you are one sexy Bond girl. Because if you're wearing shoddy underdrawers, that shows how you feel about yourself. Even if no one ever Ever sees your undies on you but you, you are the most important person in this equation anyway. Here's a scenario that'll scare you into a good clean out. You are, oh my god, in that car accident that your mom, well okay, that my mom always warned me about, or you about. Whatever. The most sexy firefighter in the whole world tries to carry you out of the wreckage, but your dress is gone. So the only way to get you away from the car before it explodes is to cut away your dress and carry you to safety. And there's a camera crew recording every heroic step. Yeah, I know that makes it worse, huh? What are you wearing under that dress, girlfriend? That is what you need to consider when you're cleaning out your underwear drawer. Now let's talk about the next layer. You need to purge what I call all your play clothes. Let's say that your home cleaning, what do you knock around the house in? Is it baggy, droopy drawer sweats that you got in high school? If so, this just shows disrespect for yourself. What if that sexy firefighter knocked on your door while you were wearing these, lounging around eating popcorn and watching your favorite 007 movie? Your hair up, you're not wearing makeup, but you're also in droopy drawers as well? So pretty. How do you want to answer the door? You going to be answering the door that way? I watch Oprah all the time. I love Oprah. And people answer the door in the craziest of get-ups when she comes and rings on people's doors. Do you want to be one of those person? What about the publisher's clearinghouse people that show up now? If you enter any of those sorts of things, or you have a girlfriend who might prank you for some reason, why do you have anything in your house that will just make it worse for you? Get rid of it all. You'll still have stay-at-home play clothes, and usually these are going to be the clothes that right now you're still wearing out, but you know you shouldn't be wearing out. This is what you want to have as your stay-at-home play clothes. Close your eyes, take a deep breath, and start purging all the things that you know you should not be wearing. What you wear at home is what you feel about yourself and how you feel about your relationship. Picture it this way. Imagine that coming up the walk is your husband or boyfriend with your favorite flowers, your favorite little treat, and airplane tickets to Paris. Do you look like a bag lady when you open the door? I'd sure just love to take you on that trip. Not. Come on, have a little respect for yourself and have some respect for what I'm going to call in this podcast, your James, the man in your life. So let's get all your jeans, sweats out on the bed or on the floor. It's easier to take photographs of everything that you're going to be giving away when you've got them laid out on the floor. Just take the photo of them, document it, and take everything in groups. Heck, start with socks. Do they all match? Do they have holes? Are they stretched out at the elastic? I don't care if they're your favorites. If they're not in good shape, they've got to go. Then look at your jeans. Do you have high-waisted mommy jeans that are squeezing your insides and that are not flattering your figure? Do you have droopy drawers, sweats that make you look like a bag lady? Get rid of them. I don't want you to go into debt getting replacements for all these clothes. All you're doing is moving things kind of down the ladder. In other words, the stuff that right now you wear out 
and you do know that you probably shouldn't be wearing it out, that's going to be your in-home, stay-at-home clothes. The stuff that is ugly, has stains, doesn't fit you, that's all going to charity. And if you work at home, whether you're a stay-at-home mom or you work out of your home office, hold up your hand right now and swear that you will not ever again spend the whole day in what Oprah calls schlumpadinka sweats. You've got to swear that. Even if you get into jeans and a white t-shirt, it's better than the schlep of the sweats. You also want to get rid of any t-shirts or sweatshirts that have logos on them from long forgotten trips that are unflattering or hoods that pull your neck back. You just got to get rid of the stuff and then swear you're not going to buy any more shirts at cheesy theme parts anymore. If they're frayed, if they're stained, they've got to go. You do not need 10 sweatshirts and 20 or 30 t-shirts because let me tell you something, I do it too. There are going to be times when you got your hair back, you don't have any makeup on, you got a pair of jeans on and you're just going to throw a t-shirt on and you're going to go to the store. Well, imagine that that firefighter we talked about or Oprah is at that store. Seems unlikely, but you never know what could happen. What if you're there with a t-shirt that says, I'm with stupid or has a big coffee stain on the front of it? You may have your hair up, you may not have your makeup on, but at least you need to look good when you step out the door. And I don't care if it's just a white t-shirt and jeans. If you have any pants that are too short for you or that are taper legged or culottes, I would also suggest you get rid of those taper legs unless you are the skinniest little number ever. Make the biggest point of your body at your hips and your butt. And I for one would rather not have people concentrating on that. Similarly, if you have pants that stop mid-calf, cut your calf up, makes your calf look like a stump. So they may be in style, but you got to think about what looks great on you and get rid of the rest. Okay, is it hanging in there with price tags on it? Then make sure you get a good deduction for it when you take it to charity because it's new. Now look at the bottom of your closet. What about your shoes? Do you have shoes in there that are so scuffed up or rutched at the back from you going downstairs that you know you really shouldn't be wearing them? Time to get them out of your closet. What about shoes that you bought and turned out they were so uncomfortable you can't even do anything but just sit in those shoes? Get rid of them. All your shoes for a Bond girl need to be able to work for you. You need to be able to at least walk a block in those shoes and perhaps run away from a bad guy. Be brave and get rid of those shoes. Look into your drawers where your nighties are. What are you sleeping? Are you sleeping in a big t-shirt? What are you getting into that bed with your jeans in? Just like underwear, what you sleep in says a lot about how you feel about yourself and certainly about your relationship. If you're working off a debt, at least throw away the ones that you know that you would be running to hide if I came to your door and was going to do a closet audit on you. Make sure you get every single thing out of your closet and your drawers. You're going to be putting stuff back that you want to keep, but you want to make sure to get every single thing out of those closets and drawers. You're going to touch every single thing. What do you do when you're restocking your closet? Obviously, you need to clean in there and make sure all the dust bunnies are out. And then I would really suggest that you use all the same type of hangers. Hangers are cheap, and if you get the thick plastic kind, then you are going to go a long way to keeping that closet organized, neat, and clean. Hangers that match won't bend or break or tie up together when you're trying to get things out of the closet. And if you do a lot of dry cleaning, you certainly need to get things off of those metal and paper ones that you get from the dry cleaner. By the way, my dry cleaner actually takes back the cleaner bags and the hangers to recycle them, plus uses environmentally friendly dry cleaning methods 
when you bring something back from the dry cleaner, the first thing you need to do is to strip it out of that plastic bag and you need to let it air out. You really don't need those toxic chemicals to be in your closet, but you really might consider finding a dry cleaner that'll not only take back the hangers and the bags like mine does, but also will promise to be using an environmentally friendly dry cleaning method. When you put your clothes away, you want them all facing in one direction and you want them facing in the opposite direction than you normally hang them. Why? Because I guarantee you, I've done it myself, that you're going to put some stuff back in that closet that you actually are not going to wear between now and when you do your next purge in three months. You'll know it graphically when you look in that closet and half of the things in there are still facing the other direction. Granted, some things like black tie clothes might only get a wearing or two a year, but at least you'll have some kind of a heads up as to whether or not you're kidding yourself about wearing everything that you saved after the purge. When you take something out of your closet to wear it, you also want to take that hanger out and put it on either the far left or the far right of the pole so that all your empty hangers are together. Then you will always also know where the hangers are when you need to put your laundry or your dry cleaning away and they won't get tangled up in the hangers that still have stuff on them. Now, I suggest when you put your things away that you categorize them into either blue-based, brown-based, or black-based clothing. Black-based clothing might be white, black, bright yellow. Brown-based clothing might be orange, brown. Blue-based clothing can include things like jeans that could be blue, light blue. What you're trying to do here is to save yourself time when you get into that closet. You want things together that go together. You also want to group your shoes in the same way with brown, black, and navy shoes all set together in those groups. This will also really help you when you go to pack for traveling. What you'll want to do is pick one of those base colors, whether it's black or brown, and then stick with it. This means that you will only have black shoes if you picked black to travel with or brown shoes if you picked brown to travel with and you won't be mixing up and carrying more shoes because we also know how much those shoes take up in space in our suitcases and you will be able to match all the stuff that you bring with you. So that's another little Bond Girl trick. You want to be able to pack and go quickly and one of the best ways to do it is just to pick a color, whether it's brown-based, black-based, or navy base clothes, and then that's what you're going to go with. Similarly, you want to look at all your jewelry that's tangled up in a drawer somewhere. You need to get that all organized, and you need to make sure that you're going through that jewelry too every three months, because I, for one, certainly know that I will receive gifts, or I'll pick up something that I thought was cute, and three months later, or even six months later, I'll realize, you know, I never really wore that, but I can think of a girlfriend who might love to have it. This is another trick for you, and I talk about this in the book a bit. What you can do, and what I love to do, is put together the clothing and the trinkets and knickknacks that you are not putting back in your drawers or in your closet or on your shelves. Get them all together and invite all your girlfriends over for a peeling off the extra layers of me party. What this means is you tell them they've got to bring a bottle of wine and some appetizers because you're going to be giving them all gifts to leave the party with. What are those gifts? a big pile of all the stuff that you want to get rid of. There's going to be a bunch of stuff that you're just going to throw away or you know you want to give to charity, but there'll be a lot of things that you just don't feel like parting with yet, but that somebody else in your group really might love and use right away today. Sometimes this is a little of a less painful way to get rid of these items. If you have a lot of potions and lotions and makeup in your drawers, you got to get rid of everything but what you use because all of that stuff is made up of chemicals and those chemicals do not last forever. So you got to get all that stuff out on the bathroom floor and if you haven't used it ever, you certainly could 
pitched into your pile for your girlfriends. There might be somebody who is just waiting to find a new brown eyeliner or something along those lines that you bought or you got as a gift when you went to the department store and got some of your makeup that you use. And now is the time to get rid of it. Now, believe me, I know how hard this is. So one of the things that I've suggested to some of my clients is that you can have a throwaway bag, which is for things that you know are over three or six months old, like mascara, things that you just should not be putting on your face and certainly not near your eyes. Suntan lotion, all those things the chemicals break down. Put a little note on your list that you need to buy yourself another one, but pitch those. Don't give them away, just get rid of them. Then you can have a grab bag for your girlfriends or perhaps for your girlfriend's daughters who want to do makeup. Might even be that you could take it to a local college if they have a theater program, maybe they're looking for makeup. You never know. The other thing that you can do is you can throw everything that you want to keep into what I call your three-month bag. Get a big Safeway bag, you put all those lotions and potions in there, and you staple it shut, and you put a date on it that's three months from now. If you have not used that stuff in three months, you have to throw it out. Now, say say that it turns out that you actually use something out of that bag. No, that doesn't mean you get to increase the date. Just go and get that thing out of the bag and restaple the bag and don't look through it. Be brave. You may find that you have a zillion lipsticks or eyeliners or eyeshadows or base makeup that you bought that really isn't your color or all sorts of things. I'll give you a personal example. When I did my first inventory, I had not one, not two, but five cans of shaving cream and gel under my bathroom sink. I have no idea how this happened. Four of them had never even been used. So these went in my giveaway grab bag pile because everybody needs this sort of stuff and it could be that your girlfriend is just about to buy some. She gets it from you from free. How great is that? If you think you will use some of the things you find, say you find six bottles of body lotion, then get them out where you can find them, especially so you won't buy more, and use the doggone stuff. You are going to feel so great when you get all this stuff organized, I swear. The thing to remember is that it's all full of chemicals and by and large, if a product is more than six months old or more like three for stuff like mascara, you should not be putting it on your very delicate skin. Now, once you're done, the thing that I would suggest is that get a bag. I got one at Target. It's great. It looks like sort of a little backpack and you put all your lotions and potions in there that you use all the time. Now remember, you don't want to buy things in a big size. Number one, the chemicals get old as you use them. But also, let's say that you get a call from your best girl or from your James who says, I'm showing up in 15 minutes. I'm picking you up. We're heading to Paris. Do you have all your stuff together where you can grab it and go and you'll be able to get on that plane? If you've got all your cosmetics in those big bulk sizes, they're just getting old the second they touch oxygen. Remember, you're not going to be able to get on the plane because on planes, you have to have those smaller containers now. So be brave, get all this organized, and then get together a little bag where you can put little testers of your shampoo, your conditioner, put all your brushes in there, put all your makeup in there, and then keep that ready and under the sink because there's nothing like lotions and potions being all over a sink to just be clutter and dust magnets. And be ready to take that trip. This will even help you when you're clearing out your stuff and hopefully listening to some tunes on your iPod because when I go through this stuff, all I can see is dollar signs in front of my face. Why did I buy that big thing of whatever it is? Well, get it out and smile to yourself as you're putting everything together and getting yourself ready to be whisked off to Paris. You never know what could happen. So now that you've listened to this podcast, take that deep breath, download some rockin' tunes, and get going on decluttering your physical life. 
declutter your office? Take down all those photos and sticky notes. Make yourself a little bit more of a mystery to the people that are around you. Clean out your car. Doesn't have to be a new car, but it sure doesn't have to have Mickey D's wrappers in the back. And clean out your house. The next podcast, we're going to talk about being prepared with a little bit of some of the other things that you need to organize in your life to be that Bond girl who's ready to move at the spur of the moment. Until then, you have a fantastic day, and I look forward to meeting with you again soon.